Hello, I am C-3PO, and I believe the storyteller is ready. So, let us begin. Too short for a stormtrooper? Huh? Oh, the uniform. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. You're who? I'm here to rescue you. I've got your R2 unit. I'm here with Ben Kenobi. Ben Kenobi? Where is he? Come on. This week, the story is about a rescue mission, one of the most essential break-in and rescue the princess tales of all time. Princess Leia of Alderaan has been taken prisoner aboard the sinister Imperial Death Star. It is your job to assemble the ideal team of rescuers. So this is our first attempt at a, a new podcast format I am calling Schoolyard Picks D6. It's essentially a draft going to take turns selecting different Star Wars characters and assigning each of them to one of six predetermined available roles within the rescue team. And at the end, we're going to have, uh, we're each going to have a unique squad of characters. Uh, I guess one of us will have the best possible team for a Leia rescue. Now, we have some ground rules, some specifics we have to go over first. Um, obviously, there's like an original canonical rescue team from... Star Wars A New Hope, and those characters are all absolutely on the table, yes? Yes, I guess so. I was thinking we could have them off the table, um, but I'm also in favor of them being on the table. Um, I would just, may, maybe we want to, oh, do we want to do a limit of the number of people from the original squad we can take? Okay, that's that's an interesting caveat. Because another thing I wanted to clarify is that once a character is claimed, that character from all eras and and films is off limits to the other person. But it is yes. important that just because we're dealing in the roughly episode four timeline of Star Wars doesn't mean you are limited to characters that exist within that timeline. And in fact, if you wanted to to bring in, I don't know, C-3PO, but you think a C-3PO from a previous a previous era or a, or a afterward era would have been more useful for that rescue mission, you just have to specify. Um, but we, if you want, like, what would the cap be? Like two, no more than two people from the original team? Uh, I think that makes sense. No more than two from the original squad. And I actually think that this, the 3PO example is great because 3PO has his memory wiped. So yep. in the prequels, he is a completely different character oh, in yeah. a certain capacity. And after um, or somewhere between episode six and seven, uh, he gets a million new languages. So ultimately, episode four 3PO is the worst 3PO to take on the mission mm -hmm. or, or, or potentially one of the prequel ones. No, probably you would, I would be hard pressed to say um, episode one or episode two 3PO. Yeah, those are the worst. Um, but under any other circumstances, you're, that's a, a great way of putting it. Even someone as simple as a droid would have, have a different perspective from a different time and could be the, the right person to take. Or maybe it's Obi-Wan or Luke or any of the other people. Yeah, and you'll probably want to make a case for why the specific era of a character you've chosen is the best. Although other than that, uh, canonical logistics don't have to make sense. Basically, every character except for Leia is on the table. Because we're rescuing Leia, you may not pick Leia from another era. Obviously, that would be ridiculous. But even though, say, Shmi Skywalker is dead up to this point, and you can find a really good reason to bring Shmi Skywalker on this rescue mission, I want to hear that defense. I really want to hear that argument. So absolutely, that's allowed. Exactly. And I also, we discussed this, and I think we settled on, um, logically, don't bring a villain. You may want to bring someone that toes the line, but we, like... You can't bring Tarkin because he's part of the bad guys. We also know Vader. Uh, I mean, Vader being a bad guy, so no Anakin is essentially what we mean as well. Oh, that's a good point. Um, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily take villains off the table, although logistically I can understand why those specific like Imperial figures would not make sense in this rescue mission. But like a Boba Fett, if you wanted to, he could be hired for the right money and he's a villain. Um, if you wanted to go with like Empire Strikes Back era Boba Fett, even for that matter. So right. under those circumstances, those characters, I'd say, would be on the table. Just don't take somebody who's like Palpatine or like Count Dooku or something. It just not, doesn't make sense. And so Anakin, to be clear, all versions of Anakin Skywalker, not allowed. Not allowed. No okay. Anakin. Going to go over the six categories. Each person drafts six people. You need for your rescue mission one pilot, one Jedi master, one Padawan, one droid, one 
muscle, basically just like an extra person who is strong and tough uh, or a not per, or not person, uh, uproot force. And then there's an extra wild card. Uh, and obviously a lot of characters within Star Wars can fall into a number of those different categories. And that would be where your strategy would allow you to have some fun. Yes. Do we want to allow Jedis in the wild card spot? Would the only drawback be that it gives you an awful lot of power? Yeah, it means you, it's kind of logical. Like, oh, you probably want to take a Jedi if I can stack another Jedi on my team. I mean, maybe. I don't know that in this particular era, there's a great advantage to having a lot of powerful Jedi, especially if we have established that Vader is around. Okay. Fair enough. If you want to leave Jedi on the table, I'm fine with that. Okay. I guess we'll see. This is going to be a bit of a learning experience, and I already have a hunch that while this is potentially a really neat way to run the podcast, I think it might be even better if we were to involve some other players because it would take mm. take away some of the pre-planning that we're both inclined to do and it would create more of a melee and you would just have to like go with your gut and you could do a little bit of pre-planning but if we were playing with like four people it's going to be a lot less likely you get exactly who you want for every single role and so uh we'll we'll use this as a bit of an experiment and we'll see if we can we can grow from it after this which by the way is episode 150 of recorder 66 congrats to us Woohoo! Yeah, changing it up for a kind of a kind of a fun one. I like this schoolyard style. Um, schoolyard Pixty Six is that what it was? Yeah, <laughs> that's that's excellent. So you uh, have a yeah, I do. I I have some like uh, my experience with like, doing like fantasy hockey uh, allows like forces me to prepare just because of the way I that I would tackle that. Um, but in that same vein, I think there's even things I'm going to be changing up just based off of our conversation here sure. versus what I had pre-planned. And I went even deeper. I did several rounds more than we needed to here so that I've got my my roster. But so there's did I. someone who's come into who's come into my mind since we've started this that I think I'm gonna have a hard time not picking. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. And um are we ready to start? We are. So uh there's only one fair way, uh considering neither of us have the force there's only one fair way to choose who has the advantage of getting to pick first and it's to roll Watto's die which you happen to own so uh you're gonna roll Blue, it the boy <laughs> red his, his brother. brother his brother <laughs> uh you're gonna roll it i'm gonna call it so you can uh you can let me know when to call it all right um you want to call it i'll call it red red it is red. So I get to go first, and I am going to slot into my, oh, oh gosh, I already don't know where I want to start. I'm going to slot into my uh, Padawan category, Ahsoka Tano circa the Clone Wars. Oh, really? What? The, like, well, she's uh, a Padawan, right? Uh, somebody from yep. from Rebels. She's not exactly a Padawan anymore, and so we have to. Now, I, I want I want cream yep. of the crop, Ahsoka. I want late Clone okay. Wars when she's at her best. <laughs> but we're talking about somebody Perfect. who is proven to be uh, physically adept, extremely strong with the Force, compassionate, and absolutely will be aligned properly when it comes to the ethics of uh, tracking down a fellow empowered woman within the Star Wars universe. She is not going to be afraid of any imperial muscle. She's good at sneaking around. She's also sleek. Um, and I think that though we've never got, gotten to see her interact with Leia, I really like a situation where that uh, projectile door slides open and she's Ahsoka Tano here to rescue you. I, I really am curious about the dynamic between these two badasses. And so I think for a, for a Padawan on this rescue mission, Ahsoka's uh, a solid first pick. You bastard. Okay. Absolute bastard. Um, completely my pick. Uh, and I thought I could get away with uh, taking her in the second round. Um, <laughs> or maybe even the third. Because I didn't think, I just didn't think you would do this. Um, and I will get you back, trust me, okay. with my first pick. All right. Um, because it's of the exact same ilk. And I would have so happy to uh, connect this pair. But this, my, I, I can make this work. 
Uh, Ahsoka is a f- fantastic choice. I think uh, I'm Ahsoka Tano. I'm here to rescue you. I think that's great. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, there's a clear connection. There's a motivation. The the connection to the Skywalker family. Uh, it would she would have answered the call uh, absolutely. Uh, and uh, I think it's it's perfect. Now it's also excellent because Ahsoka uh, just at that point in her life is also still has a spunk to her sure same kind of spunkiness that luke does too uh and so yeah just in in every way i think that's a perfect thing well that's a good point later on ahsoka has while she remains virtuous she has a chip on her shoulder she's got some really complicated feelings about the um the alignment of the galaxy politically and otherwise and so at this point she's just like a good kid who wants to do her best and i think that she could really pull it off here I'm glad you approved. Oh, excellent choice. Excellent choice. Um, and I'm going to be happy with my Padawan, but now I can take that Padawan late. Um, <laughs> so I am going in for the Jedi Master, and I am taking Qui-Gon Jinn off the Oh, table. that's a really good one. Uh, and I am taking Qui-Gon Jinn at, uh, you know, right at the start of the Phantom Menace, when he has all the belief in the world, Um that Anakin Skywalker is the chosen one. You want that kind of energy going in to rescue uh, the child of the chosen one. Uh, you need a master who can confront Vader. Uh, you need a master who can make Vader think twice, uh, can stall him long enough, and then also provide that guidance to the Padawan to allow them to escape. Maybe provide that guidance to Leia, somebody who's also connected to the Force and is able to commune beyond uh, their their passing. Uh, Qui-Gon Jinn uh, would go into hiding the same way Obi-Wan would have and could have answered the call for Bail Organa had he lived. Uh, and so a, a live Qui-Gon Jinn uh, is my pick for the Jedi Master to be the, the voice of wisdom on this journey and ultimately the Jedi that Obi-Wan kind of becomes. Uh, Obi-Wan uh, is also equally, of course, there's no like shaming Obi-Wan. He, he did his part on that mission pretty damn well. Um, but who did he learn from? He learned from Qui-Gon and Qui-Gon snuck around uh, the Naboo palace pretty well. Uh, and uh, I believe Qui-Gon would uh, execute perfectly here. He is a strategic master and uh, so highly attuned with the force. No, you're kind of pulling a fast one here with the cap on number of original rescuers for this particular mission, because while you're not taking one of those characters, I think essentially Obi-Wan in this part of A New Hope is doing his best Qui-Gon impression. He's doing exactly oh, yeah. what Master Qui-Gon would have done, which is be a fearless leader, be headstrong at the expense of the frustration of the rest of your crew. And I think that probably Qui-Gon would be irritatingly stubborn on this mission, although it would probably be quite effective because he believes deeply in in the importance of of youth. Like he never got to meet Leia, but he would have friggin' loved Leia in all of her forms. Oh, he would have loved Leia. They would have been thick as thieves. And so I think that's a that's a really solid pick. I'm curious to see who he's going to butt heads with on the rest of your crew, though, because you know, <laughs> I love Qui-Gon Jinn more than almost any other Star Wars character. But I think within the universe, he's a real pain in the ass to a lot of people. He is. But you got to have uh, the right ragtag group and uh, the way he was able to put up with Jar Jar uh, and little Anakin and was able to convince Shmi to give up her child. <laughs> <laughs> Although he was enslaved and he had a better destiny. Uh, overall, uh, convincing someone of their destiny is an, is an essential part of this journey and Qui-Gon would have been able to do it. All right, well, I'm going to take my pilot and I'm going to use one of my two allotted and I'm going to bring uh, Captain Han Solo to fly the Millennium Falcon. I mean, look, there are a lot of people who flew that thing well. And by the way, we didn't actually establish whether or not the Falcon was our getaway vehicle. Um, I guess it is. Or or maybe you could say otherwise. It might depend on your on your pilot, yeah. your pilot choice. Um, but though there are many great uh, pilots within the galaxy and within the core Star Wars uh cast of protagonists i think han solo is is the most formidable the most capable the most willing to go against the odds um and as we know he's persuadable in this exact context you're probably going to have to pay him to get him on this mission but you're also going to result in one of the great love affairs in galactic history by bringing him along um and we know that he contributed toward the ultimate success of this rescue mission in canon and so i don't think any more defense is required 
for why Captain Solo is the perfect pilot for this mission. Yeah, there's no defense on this one. This is one I let you have, I will say, in the sense of... <laughs> uh, it was so obvious to me that you were going to take Han. I expected him to be your first pick. That's why I felt comfortable that I was going to be able to get, uh, I wanted a nice Qui-Gon Ahsoka pairing because I mean, that would have been It seemed too. It seemed too pairing. easy to start with Pilot because we've been listing it first and, and Han Solo is everybody's favorite character. Like, yeah, of course mm. I want Han Solo for, not just for reasons of strategy, but for reasons of heart. It's badass to have Han on your team. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, 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 Wanted to see what would happen if we didn't go there right away. I have some other, and I can't talk about it right now, but I had some other ideas for pilot that I was really tempted by. Yeah, well, I'll be interested to hear who those are um, after um, I kind of choose mine. Although at this point, it doesn't really matter because I can kind of, I can kind of wait a little bit. Um, okay, who? Yeah, who tempted you in that regard? I really rather not say because I might find an opportunity okay. to use them later. Okay, fair enough. Not bad to have a backup pilot. Han, that's the thing with Han. Han was also uh, crazy and reckless, uh, and that allowed them to kind of pull off what they did. Uh, and he was good in the trash compactor, and so good pick. It's impossible to not say Han is a good pick, um, and uh, really nothing more on that. Um, my next choice is a tough one, um, but I am going with my um, one of my slots as well. Uh, and I think it is impossible. I think maybe the most uh, irreplaceable character in in, in Star Wars uh, in terms of uh, number of instances where shit would have hit the fan without them. Uh, and I'm going with R2-D2. Oh, okay. uh, I am retaining R2-D2 as my droid. And I think uh, just his ability, you know, to to shut down the trash compactors uh his, his ability uh to do everything that he did in in terms of being able to be uh well 3po's counterpart at, at uh, in terms of their their hijinks throughout the um throughout the escape we'll have a, a, a different sort of pairing uh we'll go with here but overall r2d2 serves everything that you need uh in terms of being able to break into something uh he is the ultimate galaxy's swiss army knife mm -hmm. uh and uh, i will be taking r2d2 from revenge of the sith okay so that he also has his rocket boosters which oh. they remove uh, when 3PO gets his memory wiped. And so <laughs> R2-D2 with rocket boosters is even more effective sure. uh, to be able to commune through or navigate through the halls of the Death Star. Uh, and you could also put R2-D2 in many different... Um, you could paint R2, you could put R2 under a garbage can. He can he can navigate the halls of the Death Star uh, and not look like a re rebel droid fairly easy. Uh, R2 is a slam dunk pick for me. I mean, I don't know what else to say. I, I I actually think that he, in many ways, Star Wars is is seen through R two's eyes, um, and of in this particular canonical mission, there's nobody more essential than R two D two. And so I have some other ideas for droids, but but obviously our core heroes would have died if not for uh, R two D 2s rescuing in the trash compactor. And by the way, you can make the case that my Han Solo is the ones who got them into that mess. So I. I guess we'll see where we go from here, but uh, well, into the garbage shoot, flyboys. That's that's Leia's directive, and so if she kept that going, right. and everybody'd be down there. That's true. But it also, who's playing the message of "Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope," or "Help me, Qui Gon Jinn, you're my only hope." Right. Um, gotta have R two D two. Well, and you also have to consider if Luke is not along on this mission, and I guess we don't know if he is. Is R two going to be as eager to help? if it the directive is coming from somebody else i mean i think probably the the goodness is instilled in him that they're on a, an important mission and also he has already had a relationship to to leia and so rescuing her is going to be important but if he doesn't have his leader there he is just a service creature right he's just a service droid and so it, it begs mm -hmm. the question like how allegiant would r2 be to well i guess we'll see who else is on your team I think R2 would work well, although it would have been nice to have Ahsoka there. I am inclined to fill in my muscle next, and I have a couple of ideas, and... I'll be mad at you if you take one of mine. Really? Because I got a couple good ideas, and, and then I got a couple of more traditional ideas, 
I got one idea that I think you're going to fight me on. Like, I think you'll be like, no, you can't do that. Um, oh, good. Uh, okay. I want to bring for my muscle, uh, Din Jaren the Mandalorian. <laughs> oh, I got it. I got him. I got Mando on my team, but hey. Now, I hate you so much. Here's the thing. Not only is Mando fearless, capable, and incredibly well armored, he also has luck on his side. Because even when oh uh, even when things don't go well because of his own screw-ups, and God knows there are screw-ups on this uh, haphazard little mission that we're enjoying, uh, always something comes through clutch for Din the Mando in the end. And, of course, I've got to line up a, a good team of associates for him, but he works well in an ensemble. And Mando, like, while he, he thinks early on in his story that he's a Lone Ranger, absolutely not. He is... Uh, a team member through and through. And, uh, you know, like Han Solo, gonna have to pay him. That's okay. She's a princess. She's rich. Um, and so I think that he's going to be a handy part of of this tribe. Will he clash with Han Solo? Yeah, that's really interesting. Yes. That's gonna be, there's gonna be a lot of ego on this, on this flight there. But on the flight home, everybody's gonna be drunk and happy. Uh, oh, I hate you. Yes, he's the absolute... Best pick. He works well in a team. Uh, he works well as a leader. He works well as not a leader. Uh, he's got uh, the dark saber. He's got, um, yeah, he is. Uh, he's someone you hire out, but will get the job done. And he's not going to get crushed. He'll somehow survive throughout all of it. And even if he's shot a million times, uh, yeah, you definitely want uh, the Mandalorian. You definitely want Din Djarin on your team. That's a great pick. Also, he's, if I don't uh, have if I don't have uh, R two, there's a case to be made that he could sacrifice a little bit of his Beskar steel to brace open the trash compactor until everybody can actually crawl to safety. Because I'm not sure it would get crushed in there. Uh, maybe if he had his spear still, but then he wouldn't have the dark saber, so you'd have to find and figure out which one you want to go with. Maybe he could like take off his chest plate or something. Oh, well, maybe. And they just all stand really thin. <laughs> you can make that work. I don't know. I hadn't thought that far ahead, but I'm I'm thinking that maybe something could be done there. He's pretty strong. He right. is. That's half my team rounded out, so you're gonna make your third pick next. Yeah, and I don't I don't know if we picked any of the same. Uh and so I think no, we, we just kind of now. Yeah, so we just get to to pick from the extras without knowing. Um, or without having to worry about any of our top choices being taken away. So this makes it more interesting, though, because now you I know for sure what part of my team looks like and how to round it out. Mm -hmm. So um, thus far, um, you have uh, let's give a kind of a, a bit of a, a recap. Sure, so I can I can tell you right so now. Um, we you're right. We have not picked any of the same slots thus far. Uh, you've picked for your master Qui-Gon Jinn and your droid R2-D2. I've picked for my pilot Han Solo, for my Padawan Ahsoka Tano, and for my muscle, my muscle uh, Din Djarin, which makes All it your right. turn. Now, I am going to take for my, it doesn't really matter the category, so I will go with the one I am most confident in then. Uh, and, oh no, I, I hmm. I gotta make sure that you can't double up in a certain area. You were psyched about like, your Padawan before. Yeah, I feel I well, the Padawan I wanted was Ahsoka, but I am still pretty confident with my other Padawan choice. So let's go with that. Okay. Uh let's go with the Padawan. Um, so at least I know what part of my my team is. Uh and let's go with Ray. Okay. Um, nice. Ray uh scales the inside of uh Starkiller base. Ray can be quiet, Ray can be shifty, Ray's a scavenger. Uh, Ray knows how to escape bad situations. Ray uh, is willing to learn. Ray, under the tutelage of Qui-Gon Jinn, sounds excellent. That seems like a, a perfect pairing. Um, Ray would take the mission as she does, uh, and with a specific cause in mind, uh, kind of starting from the that desert background and willing to take the journey. It's obviously heavily mirrored. Everybody talks about that, but uh, I think uh, kind of picking Ray is a good choice here. Uh, I think Ray would. Um, I think Qui Gon would see something in Ray. Uh, he would obviously see something Definitely. in. 
Uh, I, I didn't like Luke is obviously like a great choice I can go with right here and probably the right choice I should go with here. Um, but I kind of wanted to just stick with one from the original squad and go with R2. I'm going to keep it differentiated from there. I will say, yeah, young Luke is the right person to probably take here. But I'm going to go with Ray, change it up just a little bit. Uh, and um, I will go with um, I'll go with Ray at the uh, at the end of the the last Jedi after she's she's learned still some lessons and she's got uh, but she's still a Padawan and, and willing to learn more and so I think Ray would would fit in well with Qui Gon and uh, and R two as uh, she has with, with R two as well and like all the best Star Wars uh, junior characters uh, really works well in an ensemble and you know she can be headstrong mm. like the best of them but I would say if there's something that differentiates Qui Gon from Obi-Wan is that we never really get a chance to see him sneaking around. He actually has a lot of bravado in a great way, but Obi-Wan is like world-class sneaker and so is Rey. And so mm. if she gets separated, I'm fully confident Rey is going to manage her way around the corridors of that uh, Death Star. And, uh, and you know, she, she works well under pressure. She's sleek too. I'm thinking about the trash compactor a little bit too much, but like, I think she'll probably manage in that situation just fine. Um, yeah, this is a very, very good pick. When I was considering some of my options ahead of time, trying to like bone up before game day, uh, I really forgot about sequel trilogy characters for quite a long time. <laughs> that really blew the door wide open. I was like, oh yeah, well, Ray. And I did have her as one of my backups for the Padawan category too, just because like, yeah, this is one of the most powerful and likable Star Wars characters of all time. Like she'd be amazing in this team. Yeah, absolutely works, and uh, is uh, is is a good is a good uh, is a good option to have here. Yeah, Luke is the is the right option, and Ahsoka was the one I wanted to go with, uh, but I think Ray is, is a really good choice too. Okay, uh, I'm going to uh, use my other allotted slot and bring in Obi Wan Kenobi as my Jedi Master, but not Alec Guinness's. I want uh, circa Episode Three Obi Wan Kenobi when he's at his physical peak, when he is most capable of being a brawler, but is as sneaky as ever, is persuasive as ever, as charming as ever, and as impassioned as ever. Um, but you know, like younger and and more capable, and so um, he's going to be a master to uh, my Ahsoka, who obviously he was not directly a master to, but he had a a good relationship to in that part of the galaxy. And so I think he's going to fit in here just fine. I think that he's going to be a little less irritating to uh, Captain Solo because they're more contemporaries. Ideologically mm -hmm. averse, absolutely. They're not the same guy at all. But I think younging down Obi-Wan Kenobi on this team is only going to make him all the more useful in the rescue mission. I don't think he's as centered. I think you want to go with a more centered, older Obi-Wan. Now, I think he would get along absolutely more with Han Solo because he's used to that kind of character with Anakin a little bit um, with that high vibrato. But I think you wanted, a, I think you should want a little bit older of an Obi-Wan. Obviously, it's a great pick and Obi-Wan of any age works here and would fit perfectly. Um, but uh, yeah, I can see the benefit of having a peak physical Obi-Wan, but I think there's also a nice benefit to having um, kind of someone who's so serene as he gets with his age. I think that is part of what helps uh, and allows him to, to teach the Padawan in the, in the, in the right way <laughs> and, not the, and not the Anakin way. Well, and an important question is raised too, because we've established that Leia is prisoner, not just within the Death Star, but specifically to Darth Vader, who is here today. And so... If we're following the story of this particular imprisonment, does our chosen Jedi Master have to face Darth Vader in a duel at some point in this rescue mission? Because yeah. I'm pretty sure Revenge of the Sith Obi-Wan Kenobi can take Darth Vader. We've already established that he can. And honestly, maybe Alec Guinness, old Ben Kenobi can too, but he just decided to bow out. I don't think Qui-Gon Jinn can. And in fact, he dies in a duel in his own movie. And so, obviously, the rescue mission can be successful, even if your Jedi Master dies. But if I can keep him aboard, I want to do that, obviously. Yeah, I mean, there's good logic in that. And maybe he could. Uh, I'm not 100% sure who would win that fight. Um, I think, consider Darth Vader in Rogue One, though. Um, he might be yeah. a little bit more powerful than even Obi-Wan and Revenge of the Sith, but we don't know. It would be an awesome fight. 
Um, and then it would be like getting round three almost. Um, yeah, and now I want to see what that would be like. I want that simulated for me. Uh, but yeah, good pick, of course. It's a yeah. the The original squad has it's hard to go wrong with any of those choices. It's your turn uh, to pick your fourth person. Uh, coming down to the wire here. I'll be completely honest. I uh, definitely prefer your squad so far. <laughs> it's very humble of you. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's it, it, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I'm gonna go uh, and I'm gonna uh, veer off the board. Somebody I wasn't thinking about until this episode started. And uh, as soon as I thought about them, I had a hard time not putting them in my miscellaneous spot. We talked about how uh, force users are uh, options in the miscellaneous spot. And so with that, I'm going to go with Quinlan Voss. Oh, interesting. Who is the Jedi's most expert covert operative and tracker. Now, if that is not extremely helpful on any rescue mission, I don't know what is. He oh, has yeah. experience operating in the shadows. He lives through uh, up to the Obi-Wan series. We know he lasts 10, 10 years as a hunted Jedi on the most wanted list as a Jedi master. Uh, we know this guy, uh, but he also did it not in hiding. He did it out in helping people. Uh, Quinlan Voss is exactly what a team needs. He brings levity. Uh, he would... Um, maybe frustrate Qui-Gon, but at the same time, Obi-Wan and him were very good friends. And so he might have an ab appreciation as well because he also plays colors a little outside the line. So they could also get along really well. And I like to think that because he got along well with Obi-Wan and was maybe more like Qui-Gon, I think they could get along quite well uh, and would be a bit of a hired gun from a uh, a re rebellion sort of perspective and sure. so not necessarily hired as like in the most icely cantina but having bail organa specifically be like okay i'm going to send quinlan Voss on this mission along with these other people uh and i think he would be just a really key ad and so when i thought of him he was he kind of beat everybody else on my uh, backup miscellaneous list and so i'm taking quinlan Voss. so this is your wild card slot that doesn't fit yeah. any of the other okay uh I mean, I obviously am not educated enough on Quinlan Voss to be able to speak to him uh, specifically, although we have gotten a little bit of interesting context about him this year through the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. And that illuminated him as a real friggin' hero. And considering mm -hmm. this is a mission of heroism and one that requires you to go up, go up against your enemies fearlessly and for the sake of what is right and what is good, and we know that he is skilled at it, I mean, I certainly can't argue that this is a, a very good choice. I don't know very much about his personality. You say he might be irritating to Qui-Gon. Who really cares? I mean, everybody's on the same side here. Um, that's very interesting. Is he alive in this era? Start so we don't know. We don't know if he's alive in this era. We know we assumed he survives Order 66. He was killed in... Um, revenge of the sith and then they it, but they never finished the scene and they cut the scene out it was part of like whatever like extended edition and so they decided to canonically keep him alive uh and then they kept the door open and obi-wan showed that he's indeed still alive uh 10 years later and so that's i think he probably would be wouldn't surprise me if he showed up in like jedi fallen order like the jedi survivor the sequel i mean like he's that kind of uh like a little bit off outside the lines of the main star star wars mainstream um he had a book dark disciple which is excellent where he has a love affair with his asajj ventress he turns to the dark side but is brought back uh he's only can he works for dooku for a short period of time after being manipulated uh but then of course learns a lot from that and uh, becomes an even more uh, center Jedi from that experience. And so I think he would be really valuable to have on the team. And he also has telemetry, which uh, is the same kind of power that Ray kind of has it as well. Uh, and just in the ability, I think that's what it's called, uh, to uh, use the force to understand an object's past by oh, touching wow. it. Oh, that's amazing. I, I, I don't think we've ever talked about that power specifically. Like Ray touches the the graphlex lightsaber and and she gets this like blast from the past that was never really given terminology or context but i i'm glad that it was yeah and also like uh, she touches the um oh she's dagger and she says like this blade's done terrible oh, sure. things yeah 
Uh, Cal Kestis uh, from Jedi Fallen Order, that is one of his main abilities as well. And so you get the ability to kind of unlock different kind of secrets of the past as well um, through using that character. And it is a very cool ability and one that would certainly be valuable in, in any um, hunt down for a person. Uh, so I'm going to pick a droid. I have a couple of options here, uh, but I actually feel really good about this. My droid is going to be Lola. And oh, okay. Really purely for reasons of heart. This droid is going to stop at nothing to rescue her oldest friend. Plus, she has something that not even BB-8 has, which is like diminutiveness beyond. Like mm. Lola, I mean, obviously Lola is delicate, but the fact that she can fly, I mean, your R2 can fly, but not discreetly, is really valuable. Um, mm -hmm. She can hide in just about any corner. Um Maybe she has some sophistication in the mechanics of the Death Star. Probably not. But I think that um, I, I think that Lola's commitment to her old master is going to be very useful in this rescue mission. I also think where Obi-Wan doesn't famously have strong relationships with droids, the Obi-Wan that I've chosen here, though he's not met Lola yet, I think that he'll uh, he'll get along with this Lola. In fact, maybe would take... Uh, this it would take Lola along with him when he inevitably separates to lurk in the shadows. I think that's a great pick. It's off the boards, not what I was thinking of. Didn't have it on my list at all. I, it it doesn't add a traditional value the same way you would think about it. But the more you think about it, the more it makes a ton of sense. We can do a lot of damage to the Death Star's cabling and can actually do some of Obi Wan's job in terms of tractor beam portal, wherever it is where you shut he shuts down the tractor beam. You can just send Lola to it and little things like that. Well, so. that's a good point. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I feel pretty good yeah, about this. And, it's and, great pick. and at this point, I don't think it's. Uh, betraying anything or 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 really offering you any any freebies to say that another good pick for this category would have been k2so who is in fact imperial of course and could really hide here well but is properly aligned and is also tough tough as nails yes now it does give some things away uh because while k2so was a consideration for a droid k2so was a consideration for miscellaneous K2SO was a consideration and is my choice for muscle. Yeah, totally. And so I obviously considered Chewbacca here. I wanted to stick with the one though. Uh, and beyond that, uh, I really, my main pick was going to be Din, uh, but I feel pretty comfortable. And there was another one I was I was considering. I was also considering going with Captain Rex. Uh, I thought he could have worked for, uh, for miscellaneous or for muscle. Uh, but I think it makes a lot of sense to go with K2, uh, the versatility, the ability to understand Imperial schematics, uh, the ability to, uh, hide in plain sight. We saw how well it works in row one, uh, and that discreet addition to the team is, is hard to beat. We'd get along famously with R2-D2, I think. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, I think they would make an excellent dynamic duo, uh, in terms of, needing to dress up in stormtrooper gear um you don't need to have chewbacca as your prisoner you just are stormtroopers with uh, an imperial man uh, k-series droid so k-series droid so i k2 works uh, perfectly for my team I'm, I'm happy with that um and uh was one that i was going to save for a while um i guess i think it's my my pilot will be last um, but uh, I feel good about King K2, especially seeing as you just brought him up there. And uh, <laughs> I think I, I agree. It just makes too much sense. Uh, no, to there's have, no uh, question on a, on a team like this. I would say it's a bit of uh, a hot decision to volunteer to have two droids because in the original canonical mission, there are in fact two droids, but yep. really in most cases, you have not a lot of use for 3PO on this mission. Um, he's not useless, but he's not useful as compared to some other people who you maybe had as options. And you could have gone in many other directions with other, with other tough guys. Um, yep. But because of how easily K2 can hide in plain sight in this environment, that's just an invaluable asset to your team. And so I can completely understand that. You're right. Like You don't have to imprison Chewbacca in cufflinks. In fact, he can walk out on his own, maybe. I'm not exactly sure how droids of his kind uh are are free to walk around the corridors of the death star but like you know maybe he can cross the hall to go get something that without even having to betray that he's there with rebels 
Yeah, no, I think the discretion adds another level to have your brute be also the silent assassin of your crew. Uh, and there's like lots of things I considered in terms of the way you look at the brute or the miscellaneous and how it was going to feel fill that. Um, and uh, I guess I don't want to get into too many because you could uh, use them in your miscellaneous category. That's true. I have left my wildcard uh, category open. Yeah. So I'm going to keep that hush. Maybe we can talk about some people who got cut at the end. But uh, you have, I think I just have my pilot left. And so you would just have your miscellaneous left. And so who would that be? Well, I think this is the one where you're going to call bullshit on me. But uh, screw you. I'm going with Ben Solo as my wild card character. But good guy Ben Solo, having turned, but not yet died. <laughs> no, that's fine. Well, it's just kind of like, it. it I guess it is. This is a guy who's ridiculously powerful. He's also insanely good when he's not insanely bad. Um, and it's a mother rescue mission. He's he's looking out for his mom, who uh, a part of him, even at his worst, still can't not love. And so yeah. I think that uh, he has he has youth, uh, but perhaps not as much youth as Ahsoka. He's like kind of the perfect in between between Obi Wan and Ahsoka. Um, had a Ben Solo been guided by Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, maybe things would have gone differently. Who knows? Um, but like, I, I could, I honestly thought about putting him in for muscle too, just because he is so ridiculously capable as uh, a I would have called and, bullshit on that. Yeah, you think so? He's not strong enough? Yeah. No, I would have called bullshit on the fact that you can't use it. Like the, the muscle category was not allowed. I was no Jedi crossover into muscle. Um, well, Din gets away with it because he's got a lightsaber. There's no Jedi. I guess it depends uh, on how I, you look I, at muscle. But like, though, go for it. I think that there have to be some Jedi's who who fall into the muscle category. There have to be. If not, if not Ben Solo, there's got to be somebody who's like a strong man. Or like you could even make a case that like like Yoda is because he could lift up a mountain with his mind. I I mean I don't know. We're splitting hairs. My main point is that you shouldn't be able, you shouldn't put anyone in a category where they fit in a better category elsewhere, unless it's miscellaneous because it's different. So it's like, it, it would be weird. You could also in theory say, yeah, Han Solo is your, your brute, but that's, that's dumb. Sure. Um, there is like K, K2 is a bit of a weird one, but in that same vein, there was two droids in the beginning. So I felt very comfortable using a second droid uh, in a different category. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, it is, uh, it, you, you got a stack team. Absolutely. Ben Solo is a great pick. He's, a, he's a character I didn't, I didn't think about because he's only, uh, we don't see a ton of that character, but he, he absolutely is valid. And uh, this is the only real time in which I think you, you go for Ben Solo. It's the only time he's stable enough <laughs> is when he's had this moment with his dad, but now you get him and his dad going on a rescue mission. And now it's going to be a little bit weird to have. Is it young Han uh, or do you have an older <laughs> It Han? is younger Han. Yeah, it would have to be like like circa New Hope uh, slash Empire Strikes Back Han because that's when he's at his best. But yeah, let's not think too deeply about him being there with his father, <laughs> who's also his peer. That would be too strange. Yeah, no. So you've definitely got some some very strong family dynamics. Yeah. Uh, you're going with the kind of the family business model, which... Yep. Works for some people, but it could create a little bit of chaos here. It's not like the Skywalkers and their adjacent families uh, are known for being functional. True. Uh, but in that same vein, uh, Star Wars is uh, all the family. So yeah. it makes a lot of sense. Uh, and uh, you have a very, very strong team. Uh, and uh, I, I think I would probably in the end, even after this, I think probably you're, you probably have the better team. Um, but I am still happy with my team. Well, safe uh, to tell you now that the other one I considered for the wildcard category, and I expected to have to defend it, and I ultimately didn't really want to, was Maul. Uh, post having been defeated originally by Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, now no longer in alignment with anybody, but could potentially be paid off. Now there's also, nope. he, he really can't be trusted. And so that's why there's, there's no point in going into business with Maul. Um, but if you're willing to entertain the idea of hiring on a Boba Fett, who is kind of for himself, you could follow the same logic with Maul. I just think it would be a more chaotic choice. And that's why I ultimately didn't go for him. The only reason why that is a terror would be a, just terrible and like a truly terrible, terrible, terrible pick would be because he would kill Obi-Wan yeah. before you got anywhere. Right. He only cares at this point about killing Obi-Wan. Uh, and there's no point until he dies where that's not his most important um, 
goal in life. His second most important goal is to kill Palpatine, um, but his most important goal is to kill Obi Wan. So I that one that one would have been a bad one, and I would have uh, I would have. It would have made it would have ruined your team. So good choice. <laughs> I feel good with my team. Uh, all you have left on the board is uh, who's going to captain your ship? Who's your pilot? This one was uh, was an easy one for me because uh, I figured I would lose out on Han. Uh, and so who's the only other debatably best squad leading pilot in the galaxy? And that'd be Hera Syndulla. And so the the leader of the Rebels crew um, flying either the Ghost or the Falcon, uh, certainly capable of flying anything. Uh, Hera is a, a mom. Hera understands uh, the importance of rescue missions. She's done enough of them herself. She's been rescued herself. Uh, Hera is, uh, even before she was a mom, is the most motherly character in Star Wars. Uh, she is a fantastic leader and is debatably the best pilot uh, in the galaxy who's not a Force user. Wow. Han, probably better. Um, definitely um yeah, definitely better with the Falcon. Like in terms of no one has a no one's got a better ship captain relationship than Han and the Falcon. But Hera and the Ghost is a pretty close second, uh, and uh, has more experience in this situation. Can be trusted more than Han. Uh, doesn't have to be paid off. We're going with more of a rebellion focused um, come together, not as much as a gathered in a back alley as you guys have. Whereas the family, uh, <laughs> the family hires some extra some extra muscle, but in that same yeah. way. Um, that rounds up my team, uh, and uh, I would go with Hera um, as a mother, um, an actual mother. So going for uh, maybe just right around this time period. Um, or no, she would have been like just like pregnant in this time period. So like Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi era, Hera. Well, I mean, again, you've made me more interested in a character that I knew very little about. That's that's a great sell job on her. Um, do we agree? I guess that the getaway car doesn't have to be the falcon that maybe Hera's spaceship would be whoever whoever the pilot is brings the ship yeah i mean that's kind of the way i thought of it sure. as whoever was and so it was either if you want the falcon you've got to pick han or lando um lando would have been my third pick there yeah um, i thought about lando for sure i mean I, I i considered if i don't get han and this is before i was really thinking outside the box but i considered if i don't get han the obvious pilot for the falcon would be Lando. And then I considered, well, it could be Chewie. And Chewie's obviously a mm -hmm. a muscle and he works better in muscle, although you could I don't know about that. Like if you wants if you want somebody to to be trusted flying the Falcon, Chewie's absolutely on that short list. And so is Ray, by the way. And then I started thinking about the sequel trilogy and it occurred to me that Poe Dameron's a really great pilot and he has a, mm -hmm. a, a great affinity for Leia. And so he would not be a bad choice on a rescue mission for her either. No, absolutely not. Those are uh, all great uh, additions and all people who have experienced flying the Falcon as well. Yeah. Uh, and so that certainly works. Um, Ray, I would have fought you on just because I feel like you don't want to overload your team with too many force users or that it gets a little unfair. Uh, but any of those other ones would have made tons of sense. Uh, yeah, I, I I was happy to go with the with the ghost on that. Uh, but do we want to review our teams? Yeah. Do you want me to read them out? I've got them written here in front of me. Go for it. Uh, Ross's team includes as a pilot Harrison Dula, his Jedi Master Qui Gon Jinn, his Padawan is Ray, the droid is R two. He has a second droid as his muscle K two S O. And in his wild card slot Quinlan Voss. It's a great team. Like a couple of these Actually, people. Actually, yeah. That, that, you, you read it again. I'm I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah, a couple of those people are people I never would have known to choose, and so that gave you a real advantage. And they sound solid. Uh, my team, as we've mentioned, uh, he's a family guy. For the pilot, Captain Han Solo, of course. Uh, for Jedi Master, Obi Wan Kenobi. Obi Wan's Padawan is Ahsoka. For a droid, we have Lola. The muscle is Din Djarin, the Mandalorian, and in my wild card slot. Ben Solo. And so that those those are two very, very formidable rescue teams. I think both will be successful in, in rescuing Leia. I wonder if there is a way we could have people vote or something. I don't know that we would have any uh, interaction on like a Twitter poll or something, but listeners will determine for themselves who they think is the victor in this. And I come away from this exercise feeling successful and also that we should bring in other people. This would be fun with a lot of people. It would be, absolutely, because uh, it would be even more frustrating to lose out on all of your top choices. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
it was uh, like you got uh, you took Ahsoka away from me. Uh, you took Din away from me um, and, and, and Han away from me. And I took Luke away from myself mostly. Uh, and so uh, I went with a lot of the backups on there, but uh, I guess uh, it would have been better to uh, to not uh, to get even fewer of my first choices to really have to, to dig deep and to come up with maybe more more Quinlan Voss type answers. And so overall, that is uh, that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that activity. Anybody else who would have been useful on this mission? I mean, obviously, there are lots of people, but like, did you give any consideration to a Mace Windu or or even Yoda? So, of course, consideration to Yoda in the Jedi Master spot. Um, but Qui-Gon was the, the choice that I thought made the most sense, especially for confronting Darth Vader. Uh, and other than that, I didn't, I thought, yeah, you could go with a Jedi Master Luke Skywalker uh, right at the end of Last Jedi. That also would have been a quality Jedi Master that could have served any of the purpose and, and potentially resolves your uh, um, entire original trilogy right out of the gate by having that conversation with Darth Vader <laughs> right away. True. Uh, I am your father. Oh, okay. Um, I'm a little bit more, you know, ready to hear that. Um, let's, <laughs> let's talk about this. Um, so that could that could have worked as well. Um, in my Padawan category, um, there was yeah the the the, the obvious of Luke. Uh, Ahsoka was the one I wanted though. We went with Ray, and I'm still happy with that. Um, droid BD1, who is the back, who's your little backpack droid? Um, looks like a tiny ATST sort of, uh, oh. and he's your droid in Jedi Fallen Order, uh, and he's awesome. He's adorable. Um, Peli Motto has a little BD1 uh, okay. in uh, in her little shop, and so BD1's awesome, super smart, has a huge database, uh, and uh, is very nimble and would provide a lot of the benefits of Lola would too. Um, the other one I, I had to consider was uh, probably only in the Padawan slot. Would Grogu have been of any use? He definitely could have stopped that trash compactor. Yes, absolutely. It was is strong enough to do that. Grogu, I thought you was going to be your. Uh, I thought you were going to go for Grogu in miscellaneous to add extra value to Din Jaren as your pick. Yeah, would have been would have been great that duo yeah. together. They work really well together, and yeah. so I would that would have been one where it was like, oh, another kind of Jedi use. And I kind of thought that's where you were going when you also said that I might call bullshit on it. But uh, overall, Grogu in the Pram also works. Um, high value target though in in to bring into the Death Star. True, you're risking a lot. Yeah. Um, one other character I thought of um, for miscellaneous was Tech from the Bad Batch. Um, oh, okay. who would be incredibly equipped. The reason I didn't go with him was because K two S O checked all of the same sort of nr2 checked the same boxes uh but if i didn't get um like if, if you had somehow taken both of them away uh, i thought tech would have been a good choice in, uh, in being able to uh solve the security issues of getting into the death star and navigating that uh so we'll definitely do this again we'll come up with some other scenarios some pulled straight from star wars content others maybe we'll try and create our own uh this was really fun uh also send us your uh your thoughts on who you would definitely want on your uh leia rescue mission if you were in charge of putting a uh brute squad together we do have lots of star wars news to discuss um can we do so that much. in a reasonable amount of time yeah because we will miss stuff so yeah. let's just kind of talk about it a little um just ad hoc and um the uh, kind of the big things would be uh, Amanda Stenberg was confirmed, although long ago was discussed to be the star of the Acolyte. Uh, it also came out that uh, they were apparently, like, the role was written for them uh, and uh, was always in mind. Uh, and they've completely thrown themselves into the role. Apparently, uh, they're really happy about that their full-time job is that they get to like eat, sleep, and read and just do Star Wars all day. Awesome. That's uh, the dream. And so... I, I just love to hear that because yeah. it just means that uh, they're they're really into it, um, and the show is coming along. Uh, Dave Filoni uh, and I think the Ahsoka show is underway. Uh, I think they've they've been been filming that, so that's um, getting ready. Obviously, the biggest thing in the news is the Andor trailer, and the yeah. fact I pushed back a few weeks uh, and will be September twenty one. Uh, that was sensational have you seen it yet i know you hadn't seen it for a few days true yeah i know i watched it twice today uh and it's right it's true what people are saying like it's it's very vivid definitely grimmer than we've gotten from star wars lately um but probably in a way that harkens back to to rogue one and it, it kind of gets me excited to revisit rogue one ahead of this 
new series just to have a little bit more context and a little bit more attachment to this particular era of Star Wars. Man, it looks big. And I just I'm, I'm talking about scale. It looks big. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Big arcs. Um, like it's gonna they're gonna launch with like a movie length uh, amount of content. Yeah, three episodes. Three, yeah, th three episodes right away. It's almost two hours. Um, twelve episode seasons, uh, all shot on location. Um, I think it's I forget how it's like two hundred named characters or something bonkers. Uh, it's just it is easily by the sounds of it the biggest scale. Uh. Star Wars anything that we've gotten that isn't a movie uh, and potentially up there with movies, just maybe not the same budget level, um, but potentially they're doing a lot more with with less. Uh, it seems like a movie. It looks visually incredible. Uh, I'm really, really, really excited. And it's going to be refreshing not to have to rely on the Skywalkers for a Star Wars story for the first time in quite a while now. Like even the Obi-Wan story, of course, that's about the Skywalkers and... Um, Mando and even Book of Boba Fett ultimately started roping those characters in. And while I love all of that, um, and these characters aren't new either, certainly Cassian's not new and Forrest Whitaker's character's not new, um, it feels like we're going to get some new from this. And we've been sort of, sort of overdue for that within Star Wars. Do you know why they chose not to use the volume for this production? Um, I don't know. Uh, my guess is it was something that they were considering for multiple projects. Maybe Tony Gilroy specifically wouldn't come aboard unless they did shoot it on location. Maybe it was because the scripts dictated a style that wouldn't lend itself to doing that. Mm. Um, I, I'm not sure what the, what the specific reason is. I think Star Wars also didn't want to maybe get fully away from shooting on location. So they kind of wanted to, to still keep it as an option, maybe it was a matter of trying to um, still retain the same theatrical sensibility that Rogue One had, and that if this cap had so much of the same style, but couldn't capture that theatrical feel, that it would feel even smaller because it had something you could directly compare it to. Right. Uh, and so I'm not quite sure what it is, uh, but it could be any of those or any combination of those. Uh, I, I'm really excited for some politics. I'm really, really excited for some Star Wars politics. I saw the Senate in a quick shot. Yeah, and com coming back to Coruscant mm. and I, the Mon Mothma, to be honest, I'm, I'm more excited about Mon Mothma's arc than I am about Cassian's. I kind of am it's too. not even close. They make her look like so interesting. It's just something just about the shots they chose for the trailer makes Mon Mothma, mm. who was originally just like this very placid, kind of the boring part of Star Wars when you're a little kid seeing the first movie for the first time. Suddenly this character is like so compelling. I'm not even sure what it is, but like I'm so invested in who this uh, uh, rebellion lifer is and what her background is. Yeah, well, I mean, she's she's one, she's one of the pioneers of the rebellion yeah. and her and Bail Organa, uh, he'll definitely be in this show. Uh, the way that they orchestrate things behind the scenes and staying hidden. It'll be interesting to see what role Stellan Skarsgård plays. Yep. It seems like he, he has like a wig on at one point or yeah. his longer hair in one shot. And so like, is it a flashback? Is it uh, showing that in the first three episodes, maybe they take place a few months different from another arc and like, or maybe he's literally putting on sort of a face and is somebody who's operating in the Senate with her mm. uh, and is forming the rebellion as well. And maybe he's going to be a little bit more like saw and he's going to be more of an extremist or maybe he's going to be somebody who's more in the middle ground, or maybe he's going to be somebody who teaches Cassian some of his lessons about putting bullets in your contacts and things like that. Right. And so it, he seems like an interesting character. Uh, I would, I, fully expect him to croak in season one at the end interesting uh i didn't get that sense because i really i kind of thought that they were positioning him as the other lead and that doesn't mean that he can't kill he can't be killed but i i just got the sense that he was probably built to last well he's definitely going to die in the show i think yeah um i think at least uh, and so maybe they'll make but the cool part about doing these arcs and three episodes is Maybe you do kill him at the halfway point in season two because it's at the end of an arc and it works. Right. Uh, and you don't need to have it necessarily be this season ending thing that's kind of predictable. But overall, uh, 
there's so much that is teased in this trailer, but we still don't know anything. And that just goes to show what a great trailer is. So I hope we can really do better excited. by Saw Gerrera this time. Yeah, I think we will. Uh, overall, uh, Saw is, a, is crazy and we didn't get enough of him being crazy or the logic behind his crazy in Rogue One. But I think if we see a slightly tamer version, just slightly even, It'll allow like the, the his crazy evolution to be a little bit easier to track. Right. Uh, no sign of Ben Mendelsohn in this trailer. No. Um, I don't remember whether it's confirmed or was it just a rumor that he's going to be in this uh, or whether it, if he'll even be in season one. I don't know. I really hope uh, so. But I hope so too. He also could be somebody that they're holding back. I'm sure they're holding back quite a few uh, returning faces. Uh, it's not like Bail Organa was in the trailers for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Right. But but it seemed like a given. Um, yeah, yeah, and same with this show. What about uh, Galen Erso? Could we see Mads? I see zero reason why we couldn't. Yeah. Uh, he's somebody that I think that would make a ton of sense of for season two, probably. I just think that they're going to be focusing on more of... I, I don't think they'll focus as much on connecting to Rogue One in season one. That's just my my guess. I think they're going to tell kind of an independent story. And I think they'll evolve closer to Rogue One in season two, because season one is over the course of one year, whereas season two is over several years, right. like four years. And so I just feel like the pacing would make maybe more sense to connect it uh, in this, in season two. Uh, and also they probably want to establish a lot of new characters, but I would expect to see him at some point. Same with K2SO, another character that is all that there's a lot of rumor around though K2 specifically not being in season one, but being in season two. Cool. Uh, anything else from the trailer or from Star Wars in general? We haven't done a pod in about a month, so there's got to be something, although we're low on time. Yeah. I mean, overall, uh, it's been a lot of focus on Andor. They also, they did the Star Wars, um, I forget what it's even called. Summer vacation celebration Lego uh, movie. Oh, they do they? Lego Star Wars specials now yeah. uh, for like all the seasons, it feels like. Uh, and it's interesting because it's not canon, but uh, it's kind of canon-ish. And uh, obviously it's sillier than what canon would be, but it has uh, Rey going off looking for Jedi artifacts and, and Finn uh, trying to find um, kind of I, I don't know whether it's his lost like new force users. I think he and uh, Poe, I forget whether Poe is going in and in, in, in teaching or, or something. And so it's just, it's like continuing to advance, like what the characters are probably up to post rise of Skywalker era. And so it's interesting to see what the, what little leads they, they dangle there. Uh, one interesting thing is I am reading shadow of the Sith uh, and it's a recent book that came out uh, and it's, excellent uh it's uh interesting in that some of the characters like ray's parents um either they're written really poorly or they're written to imply that her mother was force sensitive and her uh, mother's grandmother was force sensitive hmm. um or at least that's what i glean because they talk about the gifts that they have in their like inclinations that make like like you know how like ray just is is very good at a lot of things uh and is just you know a natural the way people with the force would be uh and they kind of just make some implications that her mother might be and so i think that's really interesting uh, and so the fact that her father being a non-force sensitive clone of palpatine um then marries and has a child with the four sensitive person. It makes sense that they're going to have a very strong offspring. Sure. It's just skipped a generation. <laughs> yeah. I like a little bit more background there. That's useful. Yeah. Um, but if not, uh, then she's just an extremely gifted random human being, which makes no sense. Right. And it makes a lot more sense that she's probably a bit of a force user. I uh, learned a little bit about her father who grew up in like the shadows of Exegol. Um, other than that, um, He's not that interesting with a character, uh, but the big focus on Luke uh, and him learning about Exegol uh, and Lando learning about Exegol and them tracking Oshi uh, and um, learning more about Ochi and his connection to Exegol uh, and seeing kind of the greater mysteries unravel there. Uh, and uh, there's also a Sith who's like, or a, a Sith 
acolyte who's possessed um, by a kind of an ancient artifact as well. And so it, it is a, a very mystical, uh, very good uh, midway book between uh, Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens to tell a lot of the stuff that was not included in the rise of skywalker so I, i'm happy with it thus far it's 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 been uh, it's been really 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 interesting nice Is that all you got i think that's about all there is uh on the main focus area um a lot of stuff in the the leaky sphere about uh, tales of the jedi and what that's going to be about and about the acolyte and what that's going to be about the acolyte seems to be uh focused um just kind of on the on the on the surface uh around a bit of a competition. Uh, so Amanda Stenberg was, I think, in The Hunger Games. And, yes, I think so. Uh, interestingly, it seems a little bit Hunger Gamesy that they're doing uh, competition to be um, the next kind of Sith apprentice. Mm. Now, this is also very consistent. And I've seen this mentioned nowhere, which makes no sense, that this is extremely consistent with how Dathomirians choose the strongest candidate for um, allowing... Uh, Maul to have uh, is um, when when Maul was chosen, right? Um, and so, or not when Maul was this? No, it's when Savage Opress, when Maul's brother was chosen. They had like kind of like a feats of strength, sort of. Uh, and so that's very consistent. It leads me to further believe that um, the show will focus around the Night Sisters, uh, even though that's not been been stated. Uh, it, although it does seem to that it's going to have a, a lot of new characters uh, and some interesting kind of. Uh, Sith focus. And so even further confirmation that we will be getting um, some real mysteries of the Sith. So that'll be very exciting. Um, and uh, Tales of the Jedi, just more about um, maybe Yaddle having uh, some involvement in du in Dooku's arc. Good. Okay. Uh, Might and, as well. Uh, being maybe one of the people who is more outspoken about Dooku being uh, a bad seed. Uh, okay, going to wrap it up there. Uh, we want to know your thoughts on the first round of Schoolyard Picks D6. Who would you draft if you were uh, putting together a ragtag team of rescuers for Princess Leia? Let us know. Uh, or if you have any other ideas for different um, drafts we could do in the future, you could tweet us at Recorder66 or email Recorder66podcast at gmail.com. Be sure to rate and review on your preferred podcast app, or if you're joining us on YouTube, be sure to like and subscribe. And until we are together again, may the force be with you. Thank you.